Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network. And uh, I've got Greg with me, uh, or should I say Uncle Greg? How's it going, Russ? I, I, I feel like so, so many times <laughs> I'm hearing that now. Uh, you, you've got the Pickleball podcast uh, going on. I, I got to tell you, I am... I am loving producing it. Are you are you loving doing it as much as um, I, I'm loving producing it? I hope so. I, I you know I know how much you're smiling and you're really enjoying <laughs> listening to all of the pickleball talk. I you know me. I cannot get enough of pickleball right now. That is my you know latest <laughs> passion in life. So talking about it with uh, you and my co-host Bridgie, uh, which you know she's fantastic. I, I just love doing the show. She's great. With her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, it's like you you uh, discovered somebody uh, right in your family, but you discovered somebody out there that just uh, has a total knack for this. It's it's totally cool. So yeah, she she does a fantastic job. I mean, not to insult us. But, you know, I can insult us. It, it, it took it, us like it, 20 us, right? episodes. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first a few episodes with Bridgie doing Third Shot, that's the name of the uh, Pickleball podcast, has gone so smoothly. And I think back of when the two of us got started doing our, uh, you know, this DIY show at the beginning. It just wasn't that easy for us. I mean, even though yeah, we had done podcasts yeah. internally for our own business before, uh, it's it's gone a little smoother, and I think it's because obviously we have what seventy some odd episodes together. Totally, totally. And you've produced so many different podcasts since then that um, I think we've just gotten better, and she's a natural. So put all that together, it's a pretty cool show. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know the fact that she's so good so fast. I, I actually now I, I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, Bridgie. I'm kidding. Oh, man. Um, a little, a yeah, little you know, podcast hosting ego going on there, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the, 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 I, I was the other day, I was, I was, I was counting up how many podcasts I've actually like, you know, put my hands on in some way. Oh, it's it's got to be a big number I, by now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm nearing, um, well, I entered triple digits long ago, so now I'm I'm getting close to quadruple digits. It's it's kind of crazy. So uh, it's it's like it's so much fun doing this, you know, and 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 doing something different each week. And the nice thing about it is, you know, even like you know, there was a couple of podcasts where we put them out there um, early on, and I was, and I was like, well, you know, what? I'm going to go back and do some additional edits. <laughs> so oh, you? if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening to DIY episodes, it's like. There's a few that changed. They're they're maybe like five minutes shorter, or you know whatever. Like there's some difference in there where I went in and I, I sort of uh, did a little remastering of everything that um, went out early. You know, particularly like uh, the audio was so bad on our first few episodes. You know, like as we were trying to figure it out, and I think you had like a different microphone. Like you, you had something different that didn't sound as good as this one, and. There were all these different things. And I had some, you know, weird setup here too. And and we, we like dialed it in. So I, I went back in and I, I cleaned that up, which is one of the things I love about digital, right? Like right. whether it's the podcast or it's digital marketing, you screw something up, you can go back in and, and, and fix it. I, I in fact got a an, an email uh, <laughs> early this morning talking about an event. Um, and actually, no, I'm sorry. It was a Facebook post, a Facebook post. It was talking about an event coming up on Friday. 
they left the Y out of Friday. So it was just Frida or Frida, I guess, you know, if it was a Frida event, uh, Frida Kahlo, (laughs) that would have worked out. Totally different meaning. It didn't quite work out for this. And then I was laughing at it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to show my daughter this because she's doing the whole, you know, graphic design thing a little bit. Like I'm going to show it to her. So I pull it up and it's fixed. (laughs) Like, oh, they realized they went back in and they updated the image. That's one of the things that I love about digital. But both you and I have done direct mail and print stuff for so long. And I got to tell you, that is one of the most stressful things that I have ever done is sending out like, you know, I mean, we would send out a million uh, print pieces every year, (laughs) every year (laughs) and talk about sweating, trying to get all that stuff right. It's it's. It's not easy, but guess what? We sent out a million every year because it worked. It, it actually works. It performs. It, it, it does do that. And, and it does stress me out. So today, maybe we'll talk a little about the, the stress behind this, but also the effectiveness of print and direct mail. Uh, to do so, we are joined by Travis Lee. Hey, Travis. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on this afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so 3D mailresults.com is is your website and your company. Let's let's talk a little about that. Yeah, so we are a full service direct mail company. So if it goes on ink goes on paper and then goes through the mail, uh, we do it. Everything from uh, quick and dirty little postcards, right, that you've probably seen and thrown away mm-hmm. a million of them to big boxes of stuff if you want to welcome a new member or a new client or have a big package you want to send to a prospect and everything in between. So it really is, you know, it is a very diverse platform. It's a very diverse way to get in front of a prospect, a client, uh, some bigwig you want to impress, right? Right. Uh, There's almost always a way via mail and then print to get in front of somebody and, and get your message heard, get it read, and then hopefully have them take some kind of action. And that's ultimately what we want, right? All marketing, whether it's online, offline, billboards, yellow pages, television, radio, we want our people to take an action. And direct mail does that as well as any of them, even today in 2022. Well, Travis, I think you you hit it right, like where everybody that's listening to this episode that saw that it's about direct mail, you said it already, people throw it away. The the postcards, you, you, you put that out there. So I'm going to throw that out there to you. <laughs> Yeah. Say, what what do you do when that's the action? When people are throwing this away, and and how do you get people to actually do something with this when that's the perception that that people are just throwing it away? You know, that's a good question, and it's you know, it's admittedly a challenge. It is the same thing as you know, skipping through the DVR, right? So, <laughs> you know, that's Chevy true. or GM that's or true. McDonald's pays all that money to be on yeah. a te- to fill right. up television time, and then we all skip right through it. So we. It, Every media has that challenge. And, you know, there's, there's a couple answers to that question, but I'll stick to the big one. And that is the audience that you are going after. It all comes back to your mailing list. So if you've got a good mailing list, the chances of them throwing that thing out goes down dramatically. So I'll give a fairly obvious example, but I think it's illustrative. If let's say we owned a, uh, a retail shop and we sold golf clubs and balls and shoes and accessories and all that kind of stuff, right? I guess okay. I should have picked pickleball since we're, I am, <laughs> sitting, I, am, I am sitting here in Seattle about 
45 minutes from the home of pickleball, which is on Whidbey Island. That's over right. Here That's right. Area, right. All so, right. So, uh, um, so let's say I'm selling pickleball, tennis, or it doesn't matter what I'm selling because I can go get a list of people who enjoy that thing, whatever that thing is. So if I get a list and I just get the unwashed masses and I'm selling pickleball equipment or golf equipment or whatever, the chances of that recipient getting it and throwing it away goes up dramatically. If I just mailed everybody in Seattle or everybody in Palo Alto or everybody in Topeka, Kansas, I don't care where you are. The thing with direct mail is we can really target who we send mail to because of the mailing lists that we have access to. Now, privacy is dead in America, right? So if you like golfing and you make a certain amount of money and you're married and you've got kids uh, and you own your home, we all know that about you, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we are able to go and very micro-target anybody we want. So the, I agree with you. The mail list is huge, right? Uh, you know, Russ and I mentioned that we, we've done a million different mailers per year, and it was very targeted. Uh, like you mm -hmm. said, golfers, pickleball players in a certain city, Russ and I were going after a little, certain lifestyle, uh, you know, people or demographics, household income, those types of things. That information is out there. Do people go through you? to create the list or should they go through a, a third party to create the, uh, to find the list? What do you recommend? Yeah. So we are a list broker, so we're able to get all of those lists. So we are plugged into all the big list people that anybody would be familiar with. You know, we're, we're going to be selling similar lists as info USA or, um, they just changed their name now, Info. I forget what their name is now. There's Dun & Bradstreet in the B2B space. We're going to be tapped into all those kinds of folks. Uh, we're also tapped into specialty type of lists. So I have access to what I'll call the Google of mailing lists. So mm. I can go in and I can type in golfers and I can get, I can see a list of lists, right? So I can see everyone, every list owner who would make their uh, list available about golfing. So that might be a golfing magazine. It might be uh, a doohickey somebody bought to, bought to improve their drive, right? It might be uh, people who self-identify as watching the golf channel. So we can get all of that stuff. And when you work with, you know, a smaller company like myself versus the Info USAs or the big companies like that, you're going to get some more personalized help. You'll get someone on the phone who will really dig deep because it's, it's really no different than, it's kind of like the five why rule, right? Right. Why do you need that? Why do you need that? Why do you need that? And then you realize they were <laughs> up here and they should be way down here. And, you know, we, we help with all that kind of stuff. But, you know, when it comes down to it, a list is a list. It's just got to be a good list no matter who gets it for you. So I'm really curious about this listing and you were saying about, you know, you could, you have access to kind of the Google <laughs> list. Yeah. So when, when I talk into my smart device, whether it's my phone or whether it's Alexa, you name it, right? Am I ask a question about, let's say pickleball or golf, because these are two examples that I'm very passionate about both of those sports. You've nailed it. Travis. So anyway, I don't know. You must be listening to uh, to me because those are the two things I talk about the most. Um, do you get access to whether I've talked 
about pickleball or, or or golf, and you can identify me, even though maybe I've never purchased a golf magazine. It's not quite that real time. Um, usually, um, it have to be more than just once. However, oh, if it's every day in my house. You, it's every yeah, day. So, <laughs> so, so, so if that's the case, then yes, Greg, you are probably on a list somewhere as someone who has self-identified as a golfer. And 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 now, so that'd be like the very, again, I said there's these different, why do you need that? Why There's that different levels deep that you can go. So there's people who are interested in golf. So because you searched for golf, that just shows an interest, right? Take it the next level. Now you search for golf and you purchase something. So now we're going to get a purchaser's list. So we can get a list of people who've actually bought things for golf. Hmm. Go down a little farther, have bought more than one thing, have bought more than one thing and subscribed to a magazine about golf. That's kind of the levels that you can go. So very superficial level. Yeah, he's interested in golf, either by search history or when he filled out some card 15 years ago and sent it in for a for a rebate or to register something you got, you said you were a golfer. That's the kind of stuff you're going to get. But again, like I said, privacy is dead. And so anytime you have one of these little phones in your pocket and you're talking about something, you might end up on a list about said topic somewhere down the line. Now I can't, it's not quite there where I can go and say, give me everyone who searched for a new driver today. It's not quite that instant, but boy, it's getting there. I can tell you that much. Yeah, it's amazing how much you can customize these lists and, and like pull in the inf- like and and stuff that's not even related, right? Like you're talking, you know, golf clubs and pickleball and whatnot. But like Greg and I, we we did some lists where we actually um, were pulling like foodies and foodies. Uh, news yeah. hounds and different things like that. These lists that were not even related to at least what we thought. Uh, we're not even related to you know what we were selling and who we were trying to get to but those happen to be like the more productive lists it was so interesting in, in figuring that out um i'll tell you one of the ways that we came up with that list but we'll take a short break here and we'll be back with more diy for business And thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network. Uh, If you're looking for other great business podcasts, go check out the uh, Best Business Network podcast website. It's available wherever you are right now. And if you go check it out, you'll probably end up on a list. That's that's how all this works. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, what we were doing, uh, uh, Travis, was Greg and I were pulling – um, we're actually looking at Google Analytics and looking at the people and their um, lifestyles, uh, the, the selections that they had within Google Analytics, and then you know figuring out like, oh well, you know we've got a huge population of foodies for whatever reason, and news hounds and other groups, uh, too many to mention. But we we figured out these these people were likely to use our website. So if they're likely to use our website, then they're probably likely to use our product. So let's buy these lists and start to send to them. And we saw these huge jumps. So that was one way that we did it. Are there other ways uh, that business owners should be looking at to try to collect these lists and figure out the the best targets for them? You know, one of the things that we do, it's called uh, a lookalike list or a, oh, I can't think of the name of it right now. We'll call it a lookalike list. But let's say you've got your doohickey that you're selling, your golf thing. Well, and you've sold 15,000 of them. 
we can actually take that list and reverse engineer it. Mm -hmm. And so we can upload that list because when you get into direct mail and and really any kind of marketing, you realize that the money's in the data. It's not necessarily in in the ink and the paper or or the ad online. It's in the data that you can get. Right. And so let's say you've got this golf doohickey and you've got 15,000 customers. We can upload that list and okay. it'll tell us the commonalities amongst all those people. It'll tell you what, you know, as a percentage, what region do they come from? Are they, are they city? Are they suburban? Are they rural? Are they, what kind of money do they make? How many cars do they drive? Do they own or rent their home? Are they a foodie? Are they a, a news hound? And, what, and what that's information- how you can get to that next level. What information are, are, do you require for that? Are you looking at just like their actual physical address or their email address? Like what information do you require to produce that list and do that search? The, na- the, the, the minimum that we need is a name and address. And that's okay. going to match us at a household level. So you might get, if you're married, you might, you and your spouse might have some crossover, if you will. Right. But if the more you add, the more, the more precise we can get. So you can only have one email address. So if we've got one email address, we can now connect to that. You can have a phone number. Now, do you have home or a cell phone numbers, right? Or do you have, right, if you're in the B2B right. space, is it an office phone number? So the bare minimum is a name and address. But if you've got name, address, email, phone number, now we can really start to build what this, you know, when I upload this list, it's not going to tell me Greg is this and Russ is this, but it'll tell me the the aggregate of everybody inside of that list. And that's what makes it powerful. And so once you have an established mm-hmm. business, an established client list, you can now reverse engineer that thing and go buy that exact same list. And that's where you'll find out, oh, they're all married or they're all divorced or they're all, who knows what you'll find. It could be any one of a thousand things. So obviously your biggest competition right now is digital advertising, right? People are going to, whether it's Google ads or, you know, any type of digital advertising. And I I would assume that your probably biggest question is, okay, what's my ROI going to be if I go with, you know, direct marketing and print versus doing it digitally? And obviously the barrier there is the print costs and the postage costs right? Versus what the cost is to just run an ad and pay-per-click or or what have you. There's a lot of different programs out there. How do you talk to a business owner and kind of break down whether it makes more sense to do a a print campaign and a direct mail campaign versus doing it digitally? You know, that's that's another great question. It is, it's one of those things where you need to ask yourself, where am I best to find my client? Um, and, and this so this skews a little bit. So, yeah, you know, if you're going to sell all-inclusive spring break packages to college kids, you probably want to be on Instagram. You probably want to be on TikTok. You probably want to be on all those other platforms. However, as your as your prospect or client ages and matures, there's other places where they may be in order to receive that message. Uh, and in some cases. They may not be seeking you out, you, your product, your service, whatever. We need to make what's we need to make the demand come to us, if you will. We need to spark the interest. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you're a dentist and you own a you own a, a practice down on Main Street and you want to target new movers coming into your area. 80% of people who move go to a new dentist. Some it, 
might not be exact, but it's some number, 75, 85%. If you move, you're going to get a new dentist. Well, they may not be thinking about getting a new dentist when they move into that house. Chances are they're not thinking about getting a new dentist when they get into that house, but they need to be at some point. And so now you start sending them messages, maybe in the second month maybe in the third month, maybe in the fourth month after that move, the boxes have been put away. And they're not necessarily looking for you, but you're finding them before they go hunting, if you will. And so you're able to find that person before they go looking for you. And they go and type in dentist Bonnie Lake, which is where I am. And now I've got to compete with every single dentist in Bonnie Lake. Well, if I prevent that search and I go and find her before she goes and searches for us, I've taken out all the competition. So that's the kind of the yin and the yang of this. You got to think about Mm -hmm. who is the prospect? Where are they in this process? Uh, And that's just one little tiny sliver of being a new mover, right? If I was going to sell insurance, I could get a list of newlyweds. And now who better to buy insurance than a newlywed? Who better to buy insurance than someone who just had a ch- their first child? And so now I can be there before they look for all the other options that could be out there. And I can make a better, more convincing argument in my direct mail because, hey, congratulations on your first baby. Now what? What happens if you get in a car accident on the way home, right? Mm-hmm. We can really target that, that, you know, that exact with direct mail. You know, um, I, I do feel like I'm going to go back to your dentist thing here and, you know, the, the, the new homeowners, well, first of all, they're like inundated with uh, like when I moved into this house, oh, man, I, I think we got like probably a blue bin full of stuff, you know, like it was so much stuff coming in the mail every single day. Welcome new homeowner. Welcome. So there's some lists that are kind of overly targeted, right? Like they're just, they're just hit so much that I feel like you're going to get lost in that mix. So I, I, I actually wrote down two questions for you. This is the first Perfect. one, <laughs> but it, how do you stand out? Like when there's so much noise just in your mailbox alone, how do you stand out in that? You know, the biggest thing is looking different than everybody else. So if our dentist example, if everyone else is sending postcards, which is what most people default to for all kinds of direct mail, right? They default to a postcard. It's cheap. It's easy. I can get one designed on on Fiverr and bam, I'm done. But you got to look different. So if I'm sending one out, first off, I probably would play with timing as much as anything. Um, That's probably the first place I would start. So if you're getting inundated in the first six weeks and then it stops, I'm going to be there in week eight. So I would, you know, and there's kind of a feel to that. There's no real perfect answer. But the first thing I would probably play with is timing. Can I be there after everybody else and you know, the, in our dentist example, the chances of them having gone to the dentist in the first two months of them moving is probably pretty darn slim. And so now I can be there. At, so that's probably the first thing I would play around with. But the biggest thing is showing up differently. So maybe I send them a number 10 envelope with a real handwritten font or a real, ha- even better, real handwriting with a live stamp, with the stamp put on a little crooked. So it looks like somebody actually, it looks like a machine didn't do this. It looks like someone actually did it. Right. So I'm going to be looking different. I might send them something in the mail. So we've got these cool, uh, we've got these cool envelopes that are made to look like a priority mail envelope, but they go at regular postage rates. 
And so they show up differently. So now when you get that big stack of mail and I send something that looks like priority mail and everyone else is sending a postcard, which one are they going to open first? Which one are they going to read? So you bring up a good point in that we have a we have competition that is our, our exact competition. So every dentist that's comp- competing with us, plus everybody else that's competing for their attention. Yeah. So the biggest thing is to look different. Again, mm-hmm. timing, looking different, standing out. I might put a, uh, like I said, I might use one of my fake express envelopes. We've got these, uh, maybe I'll put a little magnifying glass in it. Have you been searching for the perfect dentist uh, in your new city? Something like that. That's And that's really our biggest challenge with marketing Mm -hmm. just in general. I don't care online, offline, anywhere you go. Oh, yeah, totally. Attention is the biggest part. Well, it's it's standing out even in the Google search results, like you mentioned. Like, how do you do that? How do you stand out with all these other ads? How do you stand out on Facebook or wherever, you know? like In in a platform where they want everyone to look the same. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It it makes it very difficult. I I do think, and and actually, I guess this is more of a, a statement than a question, but I do think it's all about integrated marketing, right? So you've got... You know this message that's going out in the in the mail. Well, well, perhaps if you're using, you know, that same logo, that same image, that same you know look to it as you are on your Facebook images, as you are on your, uh, you know, digital like Google Ads and things like that. If if it's all integrated, then maybe you know you're just you know buying another lottery ticket to be picked. You know, perhaps as as you're the one. Um, that, that's going to well, be, and, uh, and, and that is out a, there. that is the next generation of direct mail. And we're already seeing it move that way. And we actually, in fact, offer a product where you can send direct mail and then run digital ads to that exact same mailing list. Right. So right. now you're getting that double whammy. Yeah, so now you're, you're showing totally up gonna, you in know. the newsfeed, you're showing up mm-hmm. in the, you're showing up on the Google display network. And now you've sent that letter. And like I said, maybe you do send something different and outrageous. And as they're scrolling through your their feed, there's you on Facebook holding the letter that they just got. And you know, you're pointing at it and saying, hey, you just got right. this letter. What's this really all about? And yeah. so that's the next generation. And that's where we're seeing direct mail go right now is integrating everything that it does. So when you do send out a direct mail piece, they're seeing you online. They're seeing you on social feeds. Uh, if you've got a customer list and you're marketing to your own in-house list, they're getting emails, they're getting phone calls. Mm-hmm. It is omni-channel marketing, right? That's the buzzword right. now, omni-channel. Right. We're going to be I, presence in everything that they do. <laughs> I've always said, so I was, my one of my first roles uh, in marketing was integrated marketing uh, coordinator first uh, at a radio station. And my role was to think of non-traditional ways to market for our clients, right? So we had like an electronic billboard, a phone line. Uh, we did direct mail. We did a magazine, actually. We did all these like crazy things. And um, I remember saying way back then, this is like in the 90s, um, when radio was a thing actually as well. Uh, <laughs> you know? But um, it was way back then. I said, you know what? We've got to be everywhere or we're nowhere. And that's sort of like, you know, what you've got to be when you're a business. And it's more true now because there's so many places that you've got to be. And if you're not there, your competition is there, which makes it really, really uh, difficult. Okay, we've got to take another uh, short break here. Uh, Please don't fast forward past these uh, spots because uh, (laughs) it's like throwing them away. That's like, that doesn't work. So uh, we'll be right back after these commercials. (laughs) 
Welcome back to DIY for Business. You're here with Russ and Greg. If you haven't done so already, go to electriccast.com. You're going to find a number of different podcasts, not just business, the best business network, but you're going to find comedy, uh, women empowerment, geopolitical. There's so many different topics on electriccast.com. Please go take a look. We are joined by Travis Lee, the owner of 3D Mail Results. And before we uh, went to break, we were talking a little bit about integrated marketing. And one of the things that I'm a big proponent of is customizing your message to whoever your audience is. Ah, yeah. Right? Uh, Russ and I have been big, big fans of being able to customize this as much as possible. So when it comes to doing the print, and then following up with maybe doing some digital follow-up, how much customization can you build in? You know, well, with with uh, variable print technology now, we can get very, very personal. Uh, I've heard, we, we don't offer this service, but I've actually heard, let's say you're a real estate agent, maybe you're a home buyer, you know, you, you buy and flip homes, you buy and hold, maybe you're just a realtor looking to drum up business. We can actually, with Google Map technology, Put a picture of your house on your postcard, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, as you're now flip, and no, I said postcard, cool. we can put it on anything, right? We can put it on a piece of paper, doesn't matter, right? So we can actually take Greg's house, send him a postcard that says, we will buy your house or we will sell your house if we're a realtor, maybe even a mortgage broker. <laughs> we will refinance your, I don't care what, what it is, right? right? And there's a picture of your house on your piece of mail. How do you not pay attention to that piece of mail, right? So that is how granular you can get with this stuff. So if you were selling solar, you could have my house with a solar unit, the panels actually uh, on cool. my roof. <laughs> I think this could be you. Possibly, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, again, with variable technology now, it has come so far and gotten, you know, relatively speaking, inexpensive, Right. 15, 20 years ago, you wanted to run 10,000 pieces. You're going to on a press. And once that thing is humming, there's no turning it off. Now, with this variable print technology, we can put names and addresses and we can put pictures that, you know, we, uh, we could put on the fly if we were a pet store and we had a list of cat owners, we had a list of dog owners. On the fly, we can put pictures of dogs or pictures of cats nice. based on that person's list. So you can get very granular when it comes to just, you know, poking that person right in the chest and saying, this is for you. <laughs> All right. I got to I got to ask this one. What where's the line between creepy and cool? Because <laughs> you know, the business side of me says, oh, that's really cool. I'd love to see my house with solar uh, panels on it. But, you know, I don't want to zoom into a postcard and see me looking out the window or, you know, in, in my <laughs> underwear right. drinking coffee or something, you know, <laughs> like where's the line between creepy and, and cool? You know, that's a good question. I, I think it's a lot farther away than most business owners think. So I don't, I, you know, putting a picture of your house on a, on a piece of, uh, you know, on a letter or on a postcard, I think for most consumers is now, not a big deal, right? I think intrinsically they get, all right, they're using some technology to get my picture of this house on this postcard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think most business owners are in their head a lot more about that than the average consumer is. Um, as marketers and as business owners, we think differently, I think, than most of the most consumers do. 
Um, could you get too creepy? Yeah. Like if you, <laughs> if, if, if we're going after, like I gave the example of new parents, if we're like embedding the name of the six week old baby in there, that's probably a little creepy. Yeah. Right? yeah. Congratulations on your daughter, Samantha. All right. That might be a little creepy. Now I don't even think you could get that data by the way. So it's not even an, an issue, but I think you can go too far. I think most people, especially with technology, we've got, you know, we've all got these phones in our pocket. We make a, you know, I'm going to go on my newsfeed now when I'm off the phone with you because I talked about golf. I'm going to start seeing golf videos <laughs> on my newsfeed. Well, right. that's just talk the way more it about is, right? Ball. Talk more about football. Talk more about football. We'll get you to, we'll get you to is, pop up higher on the results. Yeah. This is how Greg uh, gets listeners for the show. Yeah, he just has people <laughs> talk about pickleball to soft, their soft plugs and everybody yeah. else and, uh, and everything else that he does. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I think that's the biggest thing. People just, Especially now, we know we're bugged 24 7, 365. I think that's just the way of life now. I'll, t- I'll right. tell well, you a funny story about that. So, uh, we were, uh, I was with my mom one day, and, and uh, mom, I'm, I'm not calling you out, but my mom got something that was very customized in the mail. And um, I think it was in the mail. It might have been, might have been digital. Anyway, she got something very customized and she just freaked out. She's going, how do they know that about me? And she was like dead against doing any business with somebody that, you know, kind of had some insider information on her. And I wonder, you know, based on this is very small sample size, just mom, but I wonder if it's a little bit of an age thing where the older demographic is a little more sensitive to that customization than the younger demographic. But like you said, you know, younger, they, they get it. They, they know that, you know, everything, everything's being tracked right now. Like, how do you guys feel about that? It's just a theory. Yeah, I, I, exactly. And I think, I think there's absolutely some truth to that. I think, um, as we age, we get more skeptical, <laughs> right? So right. we wonder, you know, that those alarm bells go off. If they have this, what else do they have? Do they have my bank account number? Do they have my social security number, right? Um, so I think they're, you know, and again, I'm speculating here myself. I think I think it does skew older, um, but it's all a balancing act, right? For every one person that saw that that said, wow, that's creepy, hopefully there's 10 other people that said, wow, that's really cool. And, right. and that's the great thing about marketing is we can test and measure. And if we send out something and the flood comes back, hey, you jerks, don't do this again. All right. Well, I learned not to do that one again, right? But, if, <laughs> but we find, you know, so I do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of advertising for attorneys, right? And is there a more beat up profession than attorneys? And I tell them when they start direct mail, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to be overly aggressive. We're not going to be these, you know, you know, shock value attorneys with our advertising, but almost any advertising you're going to do, you're going to get some negative feedback. And the biggest thing as a business owner is to realize as long as the positive feedback, well, first off, the only thing that matters is the return on investment, right? So even if 99% of the feedback is negative, you're still making a positive ROI. That's all that ultimately matters. But if the positive outweigh the negative, in the long run, you're going to be just fine. You know, one of the things uh, that like is just a truth teller on this is Google ad preferences. So if you if you look at Google Ad Center, um, you just you could just do at myadcenter.google.com. And what that does is it tells you what your preferences are and what they're like they what they think about you, right? Like I just did my um 
the, the more business side of my computer. I have a particular browser that I use. Um, and, you know, it's all business management software, you know, books and literature, um, uh, network security software, <laughs> office and facilities management. Uh, and then the brands that it, it, it brings into me are, you know, like Capital One, um, Microsoft is your, um, Apple, Microsoft Corporation. Like it, it really well, it, it aligns perfectly with what I do with this particular Google ID. All right. So the thing is though, I, so I know about this when people discover this, it, the the research says that more people go in and correct it. They remove stuff that is wrong and they add stuff that's not you know not there. So they're actually raising their hands and volunteering this information to Google. So I would think that people are now a little bit more savvy to this stuff and a little bit, I guess, more comfortable with it, even though the news says that, that they're not. The data points to uh, once they learn about the ad center, they go in and correct it. I've never heard of that. That's absolutely incredible. I, I'm going to go check that out as soon as we're done here. That's and and that's you know that's part of privacy being dead, right? So yeah. we're kind of used to that, as we talked about at the very beginning. Um, we also want again. We realize that if we're going to be using these platforms, we're going to have to give something up. And if yeah. I'm going to give something up, I at least want to see ads that I connect with. So I think mm -hmm. to your point, the psychological thing is. Well, if I'm gonna, if I have to deal with ads, I'm at least want to deal with the ads that I want to see—the new golf club stuff, the new pickleball stuff, the new uh, software IT stuff to uh, to your stuff, Greg. Um, you know, we're we're able to be the curators of what we see, uh, but that's amazing. I've never heard of my ad center. I'm as a marketer, I'm ashamed to admit that. I'm gonna go check that out as soon as we're done. <laughs> it is it is definitely fun to check out uh, <laughs> to see what uh, they the, know about. By you. the way, Greg, I know you're wondering on my personal computer, on my personal ID for Google. Yes, cooking is in there. Smoking is in there. Yeah, yeah. In there. <laughs> and this will this one will surprise you, but pickleball. Well, now, right? <laughs> Thanks to your podcast, it's in there. <laughs> it is the craze. So, Travis, uh, tell everybody how can they get uh, in touch with you? You have an amazing book, also that you offer. Uh, please tell everybody how they can reach out to you and help uh, help them with their direct marketing. Yeah, we'd love to have you get our free book. It's called the uh, the definitive guide to using 3D mail in your marketing campaigns: How to Explode Your Advertising Results. Completely free book. It's not one of those free, but then I'm going to charge you 10 bucks for shipping. It's not one of those, I'm going to charge you 10 bucks and then put you onto a continuity and I'm going to bill you 10 bucks every month till you say uncle. It really is completely free. So I'll, I'll say the website and then I'll spell it for you. It's 3dmailresults.com forward slash book. So that's the number three, the letter D, 3dmailresults.com forward slash book. And I'll send you an absolutely free copy. And then little sneak peek, we're actually going to send you some direct mail. So we're going to send you the book. We're going to send you some direct mail. <laughs> you can see some of this fun stuff that we're doing when it comes to direct mail in a digital age. Very cool. You know what? I, I just got an ad for it. <laughs> what the heck? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Travis, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. It was a fun conversation. That was a lot of fun, Travis. Thanks a lot. And... 
Thank you for listening, subscribing, and most importantly, reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the best business network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Now, Greg and I, we're happy to talk about your business situation as well. In fact, we could make an entire episode about it. If you've got questions, comments, whatever it is, head over to our website, diyforbusinesspodcast.com and let us know like what we can do to help your business and how what the next show should be about. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a lot of fun when we get to cover those kind of topics. We thank you again for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. Hey, I'm Ashley D, a media entrepreneur, mother of three, and a woman of God. Through my podcast, Spiritually Restored, I discuss various topics about life, love, purpose, and healing, while bringing messages through the Word of God, prophetic dreams, and testimonies from myself and my guest hosts. Catch a new faith-filled message every Wednesday on the Voices of Faith podcast network through Electrocast. See you there. Electrocast. I'm Iris Ichishta, mother of two digital natives, CEO and co-founder of Tokens Collectibles and co-host of the Tokens Podcast. Hi, I'm Jeff, father of three digital natives and one of your hosts of the Tokens Podcast, where we cover a variety of topics. Topics such as digital collectibles, blockchain, Web3, and raising children who are digitally and financially literate. So if you're a little crypto curious and want to dip your toe into the Web3 waters, then join us on Tokens. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.